What's poppin', y'all? I'm back with a new episode. I'm excited. I hope you are too. This one, we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into things today. So, if you're ready, get your drink ready. If you're in your car, turn this shit up because we're about to get into it. Let's go. guys so today we're going to be talking about relationship keys and you probably know where i'm going with this but i mean i see people get involved with all these other people and they're always bitching to me about what they're doing wrong or what you know what a person expects of them even though they're giving more than what needs to be expected and um well that's just not fucking fair to be honest it's just not so, first key, and I think you guys know where I'm going with this, because if you know me, you know I'm all about honesty, alright? I've had my fair share of lying, I've had my fair share of being uh, deceptive, and it's always came to bite me in the ass, like major. So, I've always worked on myself to um get to that level to where I can be honest without feeling bad for what I'm about to say, even though it may hurt the other person, I would rather than know how I feel, um, and in whatever situation or that moment in time to kind of open the door to, uh, for them to be comfortable, comfortable enough to be honest with me as well. A lot of people have problem being honest and I'm sorry if I'm screaming to this mic, it's pretty close to me. Um, they have a problem being honest because they either fear that they're going to hurt the person's feelings or out of fear that the person's going to be mad. Um, or they just don't give a fuck about being honest and they would rather just get what the fuck they want. Um, me, I'm not, I'm not the third option. I, you know, if I want what I want, I'm just going to go get it. Um, I think honesty is a big key. A lot of people lack on this one for things I just mentioned. Or it could be something completely different. You know, I don't really know because I've never been in a situation to where I had to um, deceive someone long enough to get a certain thing that I was looking for, if that makes sense. Um, I'm not really sure if I explained that good or not. But honesty to be key. Now, the second one, my, my mom has preached this to me since the dawn of time. And I mean, just not to me, to my brother, my to my brothers and my sister, is that do not start a new chapter if you haven't closed the one that you're currently in. Because that's just going to cause a bunch of bullshit for everybody. And people are going to get hurt. And people are going to be confused. And you're not going to be able to close it correctly or with the intent that you might want. Now, my mom also preaches that to herself. Um, even though she's never done anything to where she, she would have to, you know, open one chapter before closing the one that she's currently in. Um, it's just like reading a book. You're not going to skip through chapters while you're in the middle of one. Because you're not going to get the whole scope of the story. Um... Or you're not going to learn anything, basically. Uh, now, some people do skip around. Um, I'm just not one of those people. Uh, 
book or life version, whichever one you want to take on that. I've just never been that person. Um, you gotta close that chapter, man. I don't know how else to say it. People who don't close chapters, you know, if you want to be with someone and you're currently in a relationship with somebody else and you want this person and you know that you're going to end up hurting that person, the one that you're with, dude, just fucking be honest. This is where honesty plays in. Be honest about what you want outside of that relationship versus what you're in. And, you know, you're going to end up hurting somebody at the end of the day. You can't escape that. Um, just like I was telling my cousin um, yesterday, dude, you're going to end up hurting her or, you know, you may not, but she's going to end up talking shit about you at the end of the day, no matter what route you take, no matter if you stay, no matter if you go. I understand that you love your kids, but those are not your kids, man. Like you're 24, 25. You're younger than me. You know, you're still growing into yourself. Everyone is still growing into who they want to be. And some people don't even realize who they want to be at the age of 60. At the age of 45. Like, people are either stalling themselves because they are scared of what's on the other side. Or they are always trying to be the best version of of themselves. And they may backtrack. Uh, Me included. I try to be better than I was yesterday. And I may not always accomplish that. I might revert back to the asshole. And that's just honest. You know, I'm not going to sit here and preach like, oh, I'm this perfect person because I'm not. No one's fucking perfect. But you have to end the one that you're in. You have to end that relationship with that person in order to be with with this person that makes you feel good. If the current relationship that you're in doesn't make you feel loved cared for um just every emotion that you could possibly think of and you found it with someone else that you didn't think you would then dude i mean do the hard shit you know in that chapter off on a good note as possible as you can uh it may not end the way you want but at least you were honest and you know well, you were honest. <laughs> um, and then go be with that person and be honest and upfront with what you want and what you want to give to them and the person that you want to be with, like them, and then also the person you want to be with within yourself. Um, I do think people feed off of others. Uh, energy vibe emotional output whatever you want to call it uh humans we do that we feed off of each other that's just how it works i feed off of people if they're in a bad mood i feed off of people if they're hyped as fuck and i'm just like ooh, i want to be that hype you know I, I i want to be on that level of energy you know so i am one of those people i will feed off of somebody and it's not because I don't have my, my own energy. I do. Um, some days it fluctuates. I'll be on a high. And then two seconds later, I'm down at the dumps. And I'm pretty sure that's my bipolar or manic depressive. Because I've been dealing with that shit since I was a kid. But I'm not medicated. So it's probably why I'm so fucked in the head. Anyway. 
find someone who complements not only your goals in life, but your energy output, your emotional output, your vibe level, and then continues to help you grow while growing as their individual and as together. Kind of like a marriage, but not really. Not with the paper and all the legal shit that comes on with it, but energy-wise, you know? Like, you don't want to be with someone who's always fucking depressed and always bitching about shit that they can't change. Because to be honest, we're all going to die someday. You're not going to be able to control everything under the fucking sun. You just can't do it. You You can only control how you act, what you say, what you put out in the world, and how you treat other people. You know, you can't control someone else's, you know, words or their actions. You just can't, you know. All right. Now that we've gone through that shit, <laughs> let's move on. Manipulation. Or you can call this gaslighting. Um, holy fuck. If, if you don't know, don't know what gaslighting is, but you know what manipulation is, it's the same fucking thing. Um, I mean, it could go as far as, you know... Saying, oh, what you said hurt me. And then the person's going to retype and be like, well, I'm sorry if what I said hurt you. Um, not my fault that you took it that way. You know, some bullshit like that. And I have been guilty of doing that same thing just because I wanted to be an asshole. Um, because I didn't realize what I said hurt them. Because I didn't realize how... It would impact them in the way that they took it. Um, but I do say things that come off completely different than what I intend them to. I do it all the time. And I think it's probably because the way that I say it, like my tone. Um, but sometimes people can't, you know, see when I'm joking or when I'm just bullshitting. But they'll take it a wholly, uh, completely different way than what I intend. And that's where, you know, my tongue fucks me up. Gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm burping a lot. Gaslighting. If you're being gaslighted, um, and you know that you are, and you're not doing anything about it, like, you're not, you know, talking to them about it, oh, boy, you got a whole other thing going on. Like, gaslighting could, gaslighting is basically letting them rewire the way that you think. Think about it. You know, all through your childhood, your parents tell you, like, you know, treat everyone with respect. You know, like, think for yourself. Do certain things for yourself and treat people the way that they want to treat you. You know, every parent's different, but most parents do treat you the life lessons to teach you, not treat you. Teach you the life lessons to becoming a good person. And sometimes parents fail, but ultimately it is our job to implement that in everyday life, right? So, gaslighting. You can be the most confident motherfucker in the room, but if you're being gaslighted and you're around that person 24-7, they will rewire your fucking brain where you do turn into a completely different person. Like, all that confidence goes out the window. You're self-conscious about the way you look, even though you're fucking ripped, you have an eight-pack, you know, you're just muscular and vascular as fuck. You know, you're, you're good looking. But when you look at yourself, you're going to be pointing out everything bad about you. Even though it's not even bad. 
I mean, some people are just more vascular than others. Like, I wish I was more vascular. I'm not. My testosterone's like, not that high because I'm a female. Now, I do know some females that are pretty vascular. And I think that's fucking awesome, to be honest. I mean, everyone has a version of what they want to look like. Everyone has a version of what they want their partner to ultimately look like. Some people go for the dad bod. Some people go for the more athletic built. Some people go for the bodybuilder, like Mr. Olympia, Chris Bumstead, you know, Calvin Von Moger look. And some people go for the skinny twig guy look or the super lean. And it has pretty decent, you know, muscles, but isn't totally ripped or isn't totally jacked as fuck, you know? Um, so people, people would twist your fucking brain around that shit. Like if they're gaslighting you, and I'm sorry, this mic picks up every fucking sound. If they're gaslighting you and pointing out all this shit that they don't think that is attractive. And I'm not going to say I haven't done it. Um, I do it in a playful way, but like I said, my tone comes off as if I'm being fucking serious. Now, I am my own worst critic, as is everyone else. You yourself are your own worst critic. You will pick apart yourself, even though you have nothing to pick apart. Like, um, I weigh about 135 pounds, but I'm so used to seeing or sitting at a pretty muscular muscular stance like stature that I pretty much lost all of it so not all of it but a good portion of it and I don't eat a lot so I try to maintain that weight but you know I look I look at myself and I'm like wow I look like shit even though my skin may be clear that day or my hair may be looking good that day or you know my teeth be looking good you know it doesn't matter because I'm going to stare at myself in the mirror. I'm, I'm going to be pinching, you know, my hip fat a little bit. And I'll be like, wow, this is this is not attractive. Like, now wonder I feel so fucking unattractive and people probably don't find me attractive. But looks only go skin deep, guys. And gaslighters, they'll play on every fucking insecurity that you own. They will. They will twist your mind into some warped shit that you don't even know what's up from down. You don't even know what's green from red. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know apples to pears or whatever that fucking comparison is. Like, you don't know shit unless they tell you, okay? And that also ties in with fucking narcissism. You know, it's just all of it plays in together. So if you're being gaslighted and, I don't know, I'll probably hit a few cues on there for somebody. Like, I'm just fucking get out you know just fuck like don't even try to be nice to them just be like you know what i can't do this shit no more have a nice life bye you know um i also have this very big motto um i probably have fucking mentioned it a thousand times but i've developed this motto is leave them better than how you found them if you found them broken and they were just down the dumps about themselves or you know they let themselves go in whatever manner of the way that you want to take that, leave them, you know, with a positive and loving reminder of who you are. You know, it doesn't matter if you kiss their ass because they probably won't appreciate it. But at least when they talk about you years from now or then, you know, they'll always look back and be like, you know, they did their best. Um, 
you know, they helped me through a lot. They were always there for me when I needed them. They, you know, even though they were a little bit hard to talk to, they they would go for battle for me. And that's just not the type of person I am that I will go to battle for the people that I love. I don't give a fuck who you are. I could have met you yesterday and I just feel a connection. I'd be like, okay, you know what? I'll go to battle for you. Yo, what's up? You know? So it's just leave them better than how you found them because no one wants to be found in a bad spot and then left in an even worse place than what they started at. Okay? I mean, no one wants that shit. Their parents don't want to see their kid hurting or, you know, their niece or nephew hurting. So... You know, like, no one wants to see someone in so much pain that they can't even fucking recover. Like, that's just not nice. And as humans, we are not built to be that way. And if you are from an environment, which I am heavily from an environment that does that, it is your conscious duty to correct. I don't want to hear no excuses like, oh, my dad did this and I was never ever to work. I was never able to work through it work through it. I'm not saying that you need to go see a therapist because therapists they only ask you, uh, how does that make you feel or some dumb shit about that to make you make your brain work to die deeper. You can do that by yourself. You don't need to pay a hundred dollars an hour for a fucking therapist to tell you that. You just have to consciously consciously do the hard work internally and mindfully and write it down, go back over, accept what happened and tell yourself, I'm not going to let that define me as a person for years to come. I'm not going to let it define me tomorrow. No. I. You are stronger than your upbringing. You're stronger than your environment. And you are stronger than the way that you think. And I say that because I have to preach that, self, preach that shit to myself every fucking day. Because if I don't, I'm going to be fucked up. I'm going to be an asshole. And I'm just not going to be pleasant. Um, I think... Honestly, our goals when we are born or when we are brought here is to not only improve the world, but to improve the uh, our society and the way that humans function. Humans live off of connection, off of love, off of vibing on the same energy. Like, it's unreal what the humans are, like, what us humans are made of, and it's wild. Okay, that's all. I'm not going to dive straight, like, so deep into that that I can't recover and go through this list. All right, next. You've heard that communication is key, right? Everyone's heard. You got got to communicate because if you don't communicate, no one knows how you're feeling. No one knows where you stand. No one knows, mm, like, what you want to say. No one knows shit. Okay, even though that's true. You had to communicate, but there's a secondary um, factor to that is comprehension. You can talk all day long about how you feel and how you want to be treated and what they said hurt you. But if they aren't able to comprehend what you're saying and they just brush it off, like they're like either, either they aren't able or they don't give a fuck enough to comprehend then it's a lose-lose situation because, you know, they just don't fucking care. Comprehension is so huge. And I think I think a lot of people put so much emphasis on communication that they aren't thinking about listening, comprehending, taking in what you've just heard, breaking it down, 
and really accepting like, oh, fuck. Okay, like, I could have said that better or I could have handled that situation a lot better than what I did. Um, for example, you know, I, I'm a fucking hothead. Um, I don't take disrespect very well. I don't take tones, um, very well. So my example to you would be like, my friend said something, she was kidding, but her tone, her, uh, expression didn't say it. So I automatically go on the defensive and I'm like, the fuck does that mean? You know, because she's communicating but she's not like I take her tones and her facial expression as something else but at that point she's you know she's trying to explain to me that oh I didn't mean like that I was just more saying this and this and this like you know like what you said hurt me like you could you did have to go that far because I'm one of those people you know I'll take it too far way too quick and I fuck up but if I'm not able to comprehend that what I said really did affect her or that what I said totally demolished what the fuck he was trying to say and made him feel worse about himself, it's just, you know, comprehension. You know, if you can't comprehend the way that's the way that they're feeling and how they're trying to tell you, then you're not going to be able to comprehend shit. You may be able to communicate. Well, but if you can't understand where they're coming from or their point of view or shift your perspective in order to understand, then you are literally fucked. And a lot of people are fucked in that way because they just want to think their way. They don't care about shifting their perspective or putting themselves in that person's shoes. You know, like people just don't give a fuck. And it sucks. Um, as far as red flags go... That's the other point. And I have 10, 10 key points on relationship keys. If I didn't say that, I don't think I did. But I just did. Red flags. I mean, oh my god. People display their red flags right in front of your face. Um. Oh god, I've seen so many from my, my exes that I wish I would just... <laughs> just would put it in the ground and be like, alright. I'm not going to do this to myself. But... I didn't because, you know, you don't see the red flags before they're too late and you're already emotionally invested or you're financially invested or, you know, you tend to love that person or you think you do and then you're in deep lust and it's just a vicious circle of not recognizing the red flags when they show you. Um, It is said, I've heard and I've read that within, I think, is it within the first three or the first six months the person that you're with will show you who they truly are and it is up to you to notice that and if you don't pay close enough attention and they 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 can show you within a couple weeks also if they just know that like you're totally oblivious um is that you have to really be in tune with not only yourself but looking out for red flags like that um, and a lot of people don't, and that's where a lot of people run into trouble. I myself included, as I just said. Um, but yeah, a couple weeks if they're really confident. Um, but I think I read it's three to six months, and then after that, if you haven't caught on, you're you're kind of fucked. Um, now could go on the other flip side that they show you three to six months in, like that 
they want a family, they want the whole American wife, picket fence, six kids, American dream, you know, suburb life, driving Yukons in a minivan or driving a Mini Cooper in a Yukon, you know, whatever, and with like two golden retrievers, that's like the typical American family, if you look at it, the mom usually drives a fucking fan or a suburban nowadays, the dad usually drives a truck or a fast car because why not or flip side they have three cars a truck suv and then a sportier car or motorcycle whatever and then they usually have the typical suburban home um with six kids five kids and about you know two labs two golden retrievers uh what's in the dog breed or you can go with poodles um poodles are uh, golden doodles are a huge thing now, even though I'm not really a big dog fan, but I love my pup. Um, I don't even know what breed he is, to be honest. I'm pretty sure he's like Yorkie and Terrier. They said that he was Yorkie too, but I don't believe that. But he's a cute Sam thing that you've ever seen, even though he's a mutt. He's cute as shit. I'll fight somebody over that. Alright. Now that we went over red flags and typical American family here. Number six. No one to let go. Talking so much, my mouth is getting dry. No one to let go. There comes a point in your life, doesn't matter if it's a relationship, friendship, uh, has to do with family. You know, you have to know when to let go at some point. And knowing when to let go is when you're sit, constantly sitting there questioning, what am I doing here? They don't. They, they, they don't care for me. They don't love me. Not, well, at least not like they used to. You know, they don't, they don't just talk to me about anything anymore. They don't really, you know, we don't have just us time. We don't watch movies. We don't have family night. We don't have family dinners. We don't even have just a uh, couple dinners. Like, we don't even go out to eat by ourselves anymore. You know, it, it could be little things like that. Or it could be on the flip side where it's just like you guys are both living in separate bedrooms or not living, but sleeping in separate bedrooms. And some couples are like that. I know about one that's like that, mainly because one of them snores. So it could just be one of them snores. But if you're sleeping in separate bedrooms and you guys can pass each other in the house without saying a word, without looking at each other, acknowledging that they're presence is right in front of you, then there's a big fucking problem. Like, knowing when to let go is the conflict. I swear to God, this is this is the moment because you'll have plenty of, plenty of these moments, but it's up to you to get past what I'm about to tell you. Okay, the moment begins when you are battling your heart with your mind in order to stay or let go. And you know it's right, but your heart is literally just overflowing emotion of just wanting to say because you love them because you want to take care of them you want to be there for them even though you know that 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 they have a wide support system you want to be that person at the end of the day that they go to just like they used to on the early stages of you guys being together now this could be relationship friendship and then just family now, I'm just going to go to the relationship because obviously this is the main focus. 
But if they're talking to other people and they're telling them about their day or about what's stressing them out and then, you know, you see them put down the phone for a little bit and you're just like, oh, hey, how's your day? You know, anything happened? Anything that's stressing you out? And they don't really look at you, but they do that little, mm, well, not really, you know, and they just shut down. They shut down the conversation. They don't want to talk to you. And then they're, oh, they're twi- twiddling their fucking thumbs to someone else. Bob Lojo, you know? Someone else. And it's going to hurt. And you're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, I just asked you. And here you are telling fucking random, random Robbie over here how your fucking day went. And I just asked you, like, have a fucking, and for me, I'm just going to put myself in this situation. I will do that. And it almost, I don't get angry. I get annoyed and I get frustrated because I'm just like, I'm asking you how your day's going. And I want to know because I care. So if I'm wanting to know, I'm asking you so you can talk to me and you're ignoring me and talking to random Robbie over here about your fucking day and your fucking grinning and shit I'm gonna be I'm gonna get a little bit frustrated because like I'm in front of you I'm not on your screen you know that person could live fucking three hours away or whatever but I'm right here in front of you because I'm one of those people I uh I'm worse about it now than I used to be but I think I'm slowly referring back in not referring, but try to get myself back into the, you know, live moment by moment, live day by day. Don't stress out too much about the past or the future because mm, I'm one of those people. I I, I, I try not to because my past fucking sucks. And I have been dating someone to where I will refer to the past because it seems to come up in conversation a lot. And I just kind of feel annoyed and I kind of feel like unseen, basically. Like, no one really cares that, you know, I'm with this person, but they'll go and talk about their past or they'll bring up somebody that obviously they fucked. And it's just, oh, it's just annoying because my my family doesn't do that. I don't come from a family that constantly talks about their exes or about people that, that they've hooked up with. At least not in the presence of someone um, that they're dating currently. Like, my family doesn't do that. Um, I'm pretty sure that they think it's tacky and unnecessary. Um, It's just really just dumb for a family to do that when they're obviously in a relationship with someone else. But that's just my take. Not every family is like that. Not everyone thinks the same way that you or I do. kind of sucks but that's just the world that we live in today so knowing when to let go is when you're battling your heart and your mind at the same time think about it your heart emotionally wants you to stay but your mind is smarter and is trying to tell you don't let emotions rule this decision do not let it rule everything that you that you're about to do because you're just going to end up hurting yourself in the long run I've done this many times where I didn't listen to my brain, but I knew what I was doing was wrong. I knew the longer I stayed, the worse it was going to get. I knew that when the day finally did come, that I would move on. I would 
get frustrated. I would get annoyed and I would get angry at myself because I knew the entire time that what I was doing was wrong. Not that they cared, but for me, for myself, I knew I was doing myself a big disservice and I would have to deal with those repercussions on a day-to-day basis mentally and emotionally because I'm quiet. I don't love that. Like I, I don't get involved with many people emotionally. Um, it takes me a while, but I do love heart. When I love somebody, I love them hard. I want to do everything for them. I want to make sure that they know that I'm there, that I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to take care of them, that I love them. And when people love too hard, they usually get fucked in the end or in the middle or from the beginning, whichever one you want to choose based on your situation. All right. Number seven, what to do after you've, you've moved on and let go of this person. Um, from experience, do not dwell in the past. That is the worst thing you can fucking do from experience. Do not do that. Um, do honestly go in the gym fuck those weights up, you know, just put out a schedule. If you're wanting to work out like five days, like five days a week, work out five days a week. Um, honestly, the best results, I swear the best results that you get in the gym for, from somebody is they're going through a breakup or they're just pissed off by the fucking world and they just, and they just stay pissed off. I mean, pissed off people get the best results in the gym. I swear. When I was going through my breakup, dude, I came home. I weighed in about like 140. Was going to the gym five to six days a week. Uh, I was going in around 11.30 midnight. Wasn't leaving till like 1.30, maybe 2 a.m. One time I stayed till 3 a.m. And I mean, I was just knocking down those pounds. I was losing body fat. Um, I was gaining muscle at a rapid pace. And I was leaning down. And I just felt like I could fuck up the world. I felt great. And I knew that they wouldn't be at the gym. I knew that they'd just be sitting on the fucking couch. And a lot of people do it for the after effect. Like, when you see your ex you know, a couple months down the road or like a couple years down the road and they look hot as fuck and you're like, damn, okay. Like, you know, it's the surprise factor of I did this because you fucked me up mentally or you broke my heart, some type of shit, or that they're just so pissed off at the fucking world that they don't give a fuck. You know, it's, it's those, those type of mentalities that get the best results or just that you are so fucking determined to fuck shit up, to get in better shape. That's what you do. But yeah, so you can get into fitness after. You can start a podcast. You can journal. Just something to release your emotions. It can be on paper. It can be typing it out. Um, Hell, you can write a book. Work out. You can try new, you know, try CrossFit. Also, I want to try CrossFit. That shit looks fucking dope. And I would love to be built like that. Um, Take up a new hobby. Archery. uh, Art. Something to have an outlet instead of constantly sitting there day in, day out in your mind. Replaying shit over. And just 
doing damage to yourself. Unnecessary damage. Okay. So find something to do after. Now this is a huge. Okay. This is a huge one. Because this is always creating arguments. Because I, I saw it on Facebook like a week ago. Um, I was in one of those fucking stupid groups. You know where they always post dumb shit. And it's called the Inappropriate Women's Club. Or something like that. And I remember reading this post where this girl had asked the group, um, can exes still be best friends or friends in general? And I was looking at the comments because I was just like, oh, Lord, girl, you just opened up Pandora's box. And most of the comments that I saw uh, actually surprised me because they were just like, yes, you can. But then, you know, every, every second comment, fourth comment, I would see no. Because once a cheater, always a cheater, you know, like, once once you get involved with someone, like, you can't be friends, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's a fucking lie. Because you can. And the reason why I say that is because if you two are mature, you guys have talked about it, you guys have laid everything out on the line, on the table, talked about it, went through it, accepted what is, is, and still want to remain friends, and you, and you've been telling yourself, even if we end, even if this doesn't work out, I still want to be friends because I'm this this bullshit isn't worth not having you in my life as a friend still. Um, you guys you guys may not be the best of friends like you were before, but you can still remain friends on whatever level you guys choose. So I do think that you can be, but you both have to be mature enough to accept what happened. And to apologize for it. And this is where comprehension comes into play. And that was tip number four. Communication and comprehension. If you can communicate well. And then on the second half you can comprehend um, what they're trying to convey to you. And how they felt. And just how things transpired into the situation that led you to breaking up. And you can... Um, talk to that person and tell them how you feel and that you apologize for whatever you did and that you understand that you're comprehending their feelings and all that shit. Then you can work towards being friends. It's not going to be overnight success because when I went through it, um, I did date my best friend or one of my best friends and it took us a very long time to be able to communicate about it because they were very hesitant. I wasn't. I wanted to talk about it because I wanted answers. I wanted closure. But the fucked up thing about closure is I should have wrote this down as relationship keys is closure. Everyone thinks that they need closure. No, the closure is seeing them react to the outcome. If they aren't bothered by the outcome... And they're not showing it, but they're telling everyone else that, you know, like they weren't mad, but that they were sad or they were mad, but they weren't sad. And they're not telling you the closure is that they just aren't ready to be honest with you. That is your closure. You don't need closure. Just take closure in the fact of their actions, of what they aren't saying. You know what I mean? Oh gosh, sorry. So exes can be friends or best friends it's just gonna take some time to get back there now number nine lessons did you learn anything 
did you learn anything valuable enough that you would make that a priority going into a next friendship or a next relationship? Um, and you only get one family, but I make family all the time. My, my ex's family is basically mine. Um, I love her parents to death. They've done so much for me. And even though we aren't together, I still love them. I still respect them. And, um, I would definitely take what I learned from that past relationship and apply it to the next one I go into. Not that I'm going to be dating anytime soon because... I'm not really a person that dates. Um, I'm really just someone that would rather be single and do what I want without having to tell it the person every step or have my location on. I just kind of find that's kind of weird. And a lot of people are relationship people. They want to be in love. They want to be with someone. They can't be alone. And that does suck because then you just run to the vicious cycle of, you know, being with someone without really wanting to be with that person simply because you don't want to be alone. That's a whole different topic, but lessons. If you learned anything valuable, good for you. I applaud you because most people just don't fucking think about it and they move on and then end up making the same mistake. So you really have to take in what that person did, what you wanted more from that person, and what you didn't do, but you wanted to, and then how you want to improve on yourself to make sure you don't repeat the patterns or repeat that certain destructive behavior and then work on that before you jump into something else. And another huge lesson is if you don't love yourself while you're with someone, I mean, that's a pretty key factor, guys. If you are able to love yourself, then you do not need to be with anyone because you are just going to wreak havoc all over that person's heart and just their outlook on relationships and love in general. And um, I'm a romantic. Like, I don't watch a lot of romantic comedies or just romantic movies. Because, like, I'm a sap um, on the inside. Because, like, I just want love. I just want to be able to convey my affection in a way that would just blow someone out of the water, you know. Because people love to be surprised. Most people do. A lot of people want wanted to know that they're valued. Um, I don't like I don't like to be preached to all the time. I don't want people to be like, put me up on a pedestal. I don't, I don't want that. I don't fuck with that. Um, because I am who I am. I know who I am. I know who I'm not, and I know that I'm gonna fuck up at some point. And I don't want this unrealistic facade of me or outlook of me to be what people expect. And then when they finally do get to meet me, they're like, who the fuck is this person? This is not who you told us that they are, you know? So it's just, I'm me. I don't apologize for it. You know, I don't think anyone should try to act like who they aren't or be who they don't feel comfortable being. Just be yourself. All right, number 10. Okay. A lot of people going to probably be triggered by this one. It's, uh, why did you stay? Did you stay out of love? Did you stay out of fear? Did you stay because you didn't want to be lonely? Or did you stay out of guilt? Oh, I have a big problem with this one because the reason that you pick for staying with someone is ultimately going to be the reason that you end up hating yourself in the end. Or they end up hating you in the end. And it's not be- and, and 
take love out of it because, you know, if you truly do stay because you love about someone and you care about that person, that's great. I would never, ever, you know, like, talk shit about you or talk shit to you for staying out of love. Even though love can only go so far if it's one-way street, though. You know what I mean? So, there is some, some leeway there. Now, if you're staying out of fear, out of fear of, you know, like, you can't take care of yourself or you're going to be living on the streets. Remember, you always have family. You always have friends that you can call on. Don't estimate the love of friends. Never. I have in the past, and I regret that because my friends will die for me, basically. So don't fear anything like that because you always will have someone in your corner. Hell, it could be your nana. It could be your grandpa. It could be your aunt and uncle. Hell, it could even be your niece and nephew. It doesn't matter. You always have someone there who's going to help you when you need them. They may not say it, but just take the chance, ask, and you will probably be surprised by what they say. Now, the lonely part. Um, I know for some reason, people need to be with somebody. And that is weird because this generation coming up, like, they just want to be with somebody. Or maybe it's just the generation from before, which would be mine. But I don't think I'm like that. I'm not. Actually, I know I'm not fucking like that. Um, So when they break up with somebody, they immediately go with someone else. doesn't have to be, well, does, eh, scratch that. They automatically, okay, there's a saying that goes, uh, in order to get over somebody, you have to get under somebody, right? It's totally fucked up. Totally fucked up way to fucking explain shit. But they do get lonely. They don't like being by themselves. They don't like having someone with them. So they'll, you know, get involved with somebody. They'll start talking stage and then they'll ultimately be in a relationship with this person. Uh, without even really learning the lesson or learning more about themselves in order to um, not repeat that cycle. Instead, they'll just keep repeating and repeating and repeating until one day they fucking learn. And it's usually guys, I don't under I, I don't understand. Yeah, at least from what I've seen, it's mostly been guys. Um, or staying out of guilt. Holy shit. Okay. If you're staying with someone purely out of guilt or obligation, that's fucked up. You gotta stop. Um, I recently found out that uh, my ex knew within the first six months that they didn't even want to be with me, let alone love me. Okay. If they had told me that, um, within the first six months, I would have been gone. I would not have spent all of my time and all of my money just being with him, you know, like taking them on trips and stuff. I would not do that. Um, I would have moved on. I would have accepted what it was. I'd be like, okay, well, at least you were upfront and honest with me. It ties back into honesty, guys. Um, if they had just communicated that with me, I would be able to comprehend and just accept it, you know. Number four, communication and comprehension. Okay, so everything that I'm telling you in these relationship keys always ties back to each other. And it's not, it's not hard. It's not rocket science. It's basic, it's basic knowledge. It's 
it's just what you program with, okay? It's what your parents teach you. And it's all part of being a good fucking person. And being able to recognize what's wrong, what's right, when to leave, who to love, who to stop loving, and who to just fucking exit your fucking life permanently, okay? That's all this is. But seriously, if you're staying out of guilt, um, I'm just going to have to use him for example. My stepdad, uh, he came home one day, told our mom that he wanted a divorce. And then he was explaining to me and my sister, because we, had, we hadn't seen him yet, and I lived fucking five hours away, drove there on my day off, and he was telling us, you know, I wanted to leave for a few years. He said five. I'm pretty sure it was ten. But he always said that there was a birthday, that there was a holiday, an event, something, and then when my brother died, he knew that he couldn't leave because my mom needed him, which is true. And I commend him for staying through all that because it's not easy um, seeing someone go through the pain of losing their child, especially if it's their favorite one, but losing a child in general. Um, I hoped I'd never have to see my mom like that again or anyone else I know. Um, cause it, cause it is very hard to deal with and it is very hard to see as a child seeing your mom broken to a point where she doesn't eat, she doesn't sleep, she can't even fucking think, she's just crying and there's nothing that you can do to console her except by magically making that person reappear. And um, I don't have those powers. And, you know, no one does. And it sucks. Um, miss them every day. But if you're staying out of guilt and you're not doing it out of love either, but purely because you're afraid to leave them because... Of whatever fucking excuse you have. That's fucked up. Staying out of guilt or obligation is fucked up. Um, I myself will never do that. Um, I've seen it happen to multiple people. I've seen it happen to my mom. And it just does yourself a disservice. And it does the other person a major disservice. To play with their emotions and heart and mind like that. So just don't fucking do it, okay? Just don't. Alright, moving on. Standards of today... Uh, I think everyone can agree with me. Uh, the standards of today is really fucked up. Um, cheating has somehow become normalized. I don't know who the fuck made this a thing. But, you know what? I know. <laughs> the creators of Snapchat. Uh, the creators of Instagram that made Vanish Mode. If you guys don't know what Vanish Mode is, it came out like, I think it was last year. Or maybe like a couple months, uh, like the beginning of this year. Where you can put on vanish mode. And it's basically Snapchat. Whatever you send. Once they read it. It goes away. Or I think. Yeah whatever. So vanish mode. And then you have. Um, on Facebook mes- Messenger. You have secret conversations. I think it's called. Which is even more fucked up. So it's like. They're letting you. God all these social media platforms. Are making it so easy for people to cheat. And to deceive the person that, that they're with. Which by the way. If you're going to cheat on somebody, you might as well just dump whoever the fuck you're with. Because um, if you're that low of a person and you're that shitty of a person, you don't deserve to be with fucking anybody. No one deserves you. 
And no one deserves to get hurt like that. End of it. Done. Cheating is normalized while it shouldn't be. Um, people think it's funny. People just are revengeful and want to get back at somebody, which is also pretty fucked up. Um, social media platforms like ten, uh, I guess, or dating apps, really. Dating apps are just a whole house of fuckery. I don't even want to get into that. But you know what I mean. So that's number one. Two, loyalty means nothing in the day of today, okay? I just don't know how and I don't know why. But it ties back into cheating. People don't care if you're loyal. Well, people, let me rephrase that. People do care if you're loyal, but they don't care if they're loyal to you. It's a reverse and backwards fucked up way of saying, you know, I want my cake and eating it too, even though we're not dating, but we're fuck buddies, but you still should treat me like I'm your boyfriend and not fuck anyone else while I'm out, out here fucking 200 bitches. Like, that's basically just what it is. And sorry for my language, but... I mean, it's just fucked up. That's that's what it is. Loyalty means nothing these days. While cheating is like what everyone should be doing. And if you're not cheating, you're just as fucking softy. Ow, it just splashed up in my nose. Jeez. Okay. Three. Your, your standards already should include loyalty, honesty, and respect. Those three tie into everything that I've been preaching all this time. And, I mean, if you don't have three, if you don't even have one of those, and you, if you don't, and you know, if, if you're the person that does have all three, and you know that the person that you're with, or you're about to be with, doesn't even, only has one, or doesn't have any, fucking pack up your bag, or their bag, kick them out, leave, and go on about your life. Do not waste your fucking time. Do not waste your fucking time. Time is precious. You don't get it back. Once that time is gone, it's gone. You can't reverse it. It's not like a remote. You can't rewind. Alright? Number four. If you're stayers of today, people today have to guess where they stand rather than being told where they are. And I know plenty of people know what I'm talking about. Um, if you're having to guess, um, if you're in a good place with this person or if you guys are good after having that little spat or you have to guess whether they're talking to someone else because of new attention, new attention, by the way, a whole fuck shit load. I can't even go into that right now, but guessing where you stand rather than being told where you are. Um, it's pretty fucked up, and I think everyone should communicate. Um, so if you're not being the one to communicate and you're scared, um, put, grab some fucking balls or spine and fucking do it, whether they get mad or not. Just fucking be honest. Tell them where they stand. Give them what they want to know, okay? Number five, you're the last one to know how they feel. A lot of people are keyboard warriors when it comes to talking shit about people that they're with. Oh man, if even if they're not keyboard warriors, they are flapping them lips faster than Daffy Duck. That, that I mean that that's all I got. Okay, if they're if they're telling everyone else under the sun 
how they feel about you. That stay just talking shit. But when they're around you, they act like everything's fine. You know? That's pretty fucked up. So, people would rather talk to other people about you in your relationship and where you stand and how they feel about you than actually talking to the person that they're with. Which is totally fucked up. Stop doing that shit. If you're doing it, stop being a fucking asshole. Just be honest. Six. People don't take accountability these days. And it literally just... Oh my god, just... I'm like... Ooh. I'm already sweating just thinking about it. Be mature enough to take accountability. For example, if I called you fat, and I meant, like, you got a fat ass, like, jokingly... Instead, you take it like I'm calling you fucking obese. Um, for one, I would never call someone fat. Uh, I would just call them big because that's what my mom always told me to say because it's less harsh, I guess. But I would never call someone fat. Um, I would say you got a fat ass, but I mean, I'm not going to legit just be that guy. Dude, you're fat. You're fat as fuck. <laughs> like, no. But I'm going to take accountability. And say, yo, like, I'm sorry that I called you that. I didn't intend for it to be taken that way. I promise. Um, I just meant that you had a fat ass. <laughs> and I say this to my guy friends all the time. I'm like, you got a fat ass, you know, because they're all about, they're all about that dump, you know. They, they, they want to have a good dumpy dump, you know. Dumpy dump means ass, by the way. But peach, peach emoji for those that don't understand. Alright, number seven. Um, when someone's asking for the truth and the other person deflects. Why you gotta deflect, man? Just be honest, just tell the truth. If they're they're already putting their self on the line by asking you the truth about something that they already know. If they already know, the chances are they're waiting for you to fuck up and lie to them. And I mean you're just doing yourself more harm. I mean, we only ask people for the truth when we either know what's real or two we're having to guess but we just want a clear answer that's why people ask for the truth and if you're deflecting man the fuck up grab some balls grab a spine just tell the truth because at the end of the day that person's going to appreciate you being more truthful than they are lying to their ass for the next fucking couple of months just be honest you know ain't that fucking hard all right number eight this one Oof. Okay. You guys ever been with somebody and, you know, they just don't ever delete shit, right? Like they don't delete the old nude to them or, or whoever else they, you know, they have in their camera roll or people that sent it to them, right? It's just fucking weird. Um, I remember asking my ex to delete the fucking nudes and I remember them telling me, oh man, that's just so long. Like that would take me forever and it's just not I'm not going back there and looking at it and be like, mm, you know, whatever. And it's just like, that's not the fucking point. The point is, you go through my phone. I let you go through my phone freely. I don't have no fucking nudes in there. Um, I don't even fucking, okay, I'm not going to say I never sent nudes. I have, but I don't do it on a daily. And I don't fucking save nudes, okay? I just don't. I think that's weird. Um... I just never been that person. So when they said, Oh, it's gonna take so long, it's not gonna going back through there, blah 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 
they're deflecting and they're just making excuses. Long story short, they never did. They still kept them, and I just didn't fucking give a shit. I was like, whatever. Um, uh, honestly, they don't. They don't uh have honesty. <laughs> it's clear, and they don't have respect for me in that manner to delete what I asked them to. Um, as far as loyalty, bro, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> what? I mean, I said it to them, and I'll say it again. I don't think that they have loyalty. I don't think they have honesty. And I don't think that they have respect. So, take it from someone who's literally preaching this to you. My examples is literally what I lived. It fucking sucks. Because then you have to try and train your brain into what you were before you met them, okay? It's just a bunch of fuckery. And I just wish people were more um, honest and truthful and that they didn't think cheating was okay but the society that we live in tells you to look a certain way to act a certain way um to treat people ooh, just fiddle um to treat people a certain way or else you're a fucking softy or you're a fucking whatever they call those oh, fuck is it? it was on tiktok i can't fucking remember Anyway, it's just basic common knowledge. Be a good person. Treat those with respect and treat people how you would want to be treated in return. Like, you were preached this in fucking kindergarten. Okay, they preach that shit every fucking day, day in, day out. And your parents and your teachers. Like, everybody did. But there you go. Free relationship keys. There were 10 of those standards of today. There were eight of those. I'm pretty sure I could have gone to more. But to be honest, that's just what I had written here. Um, I promise that the next episode will probably be a little bit more hype. Um, I'll probably be talking a lot of shit about Jake Paul, to be honest, because I fucking hate that guy. He's annoying. I'm surprised. I, I don't even know how Tyron Woodley didn't fucking win that fight. But that's for the next episode. Y'all, I'm out. Have a good day. Love y'all. Peace.